What's Going On podcast. It is a fantastic episode today. A lot of firsts, first ever guests from Romania. We get to check Romania off the international podcast list. First ever international known DJ on the show, DJ Undo. Also first ever English interview of his ever on the internet. So without further ado, Oh, and it's also the first ever premiere of my own theme song. Jeremiah Craig made me a theme song. It's amazing. You're about to hear it. So, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Now we're, we're recording. We are with DJ Undo from Romania. Um, I yeah. am Colin of Colin Can Help, normally from Cleveland. I am currently in Erie uh, doing a huge podcast day. We got two more to do driving to uh, New York. But thank you so much for your time, for getting with us. Um, and I believe this is going to be the first English interview that you have on YouTube. I've looked for five yeah. days and I can't find one. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have any other interview in English. I don't speak very well English, but thank you for invitation. I, I, I hope I can bring some something value with your podcast. Absolutely, and and you're you're you think you don't speak English well, but your English is one million times better than my Romanian, so you're ahead of the game. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, but, but let's talk about um, where, where it all started. Let's talk about um, where, where did you grow up? What was it like being a kid? And where did uh, the whole DJ Undo uh, pro- profile come into that? Yeah, I'm, I'm from Romania, from, from Bucharest, you know, it's in Europe. Uh, um, I started early in 2000 as a bedroom DJ. You know, I, I, I found a... Um, the old uh, turntable uh, when was uh, I was little I was listening to uh, old stories on uh, old record vinyls and after that uh, I saw some uh, I think is on MTV or something I, I saw the the first DJs who make scratches and use turntables and after that I was listening a hip hop radio show by one of the first DJ from Romania DJ Slick uh radio one or something like that d beats or was the name and i was uh, very impressed by that sound and after that i was I, also i was listening a lot of hip-hop romanian hip-hop and there was two or three djs back in the days who are doing scratches and i also was fascinated but 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 that sound that oh what is that sound i want to make that sound so i go after my old turntable from the childhood and i started to scratching the old records but uh, it's it was i think about after two or three years uh, when i got my first turntable direct drive turntable so i can make a lot of uh, good movements because the first turntable was also an old turntable and the, the movement was slow and the sound is not very good. Gotcha. So um, you, you touched on a few things there. Let's run back to a couple of them. Um, you said that you got your influence both off of Romanian hip hop and American hip hop. Also yep. off of, uh, you originally came to it from the old uh, the old turntables and the old records. And you, the, you do a lot of currently um, in a lot of your stuff, you do have a lot of like old American samples of like that 19, like 60s, 1970s feel. Um, where where did you start getting your music from? Was it, is it just accessible over the internet or were you going to like record shops and finding old records? How did all that start? start back, out? In, back in the days? Yeah, like back when, in the days? when you first started, like early 2000s, like I know that was like pre-internet. Oh. So like, how, how was all that? How are you getting the material to sample and put all that together? I, 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 I have, a, a, I think, uh, an old collection of old records 
with all kind of music and um, I don't have access to the collection of hip hop records. Uh, after I, I meet some friends, maybe I, I, I buy some records with hip hop. But uh, in the beginning was all records from Romania, from Europe, from all other countries. With, with that records, records, I start to, to sample sampling from to get samples from them and to learn uh, in 2000 I start learning uh, making beats. So I using I, I was using my first computer and the old software. So I was uh, sampling uh, sample the, the sound from the old disc and I started to make beats. So it, it was uh, it was hard to to get uh, music and special especially hip hop music on vinyl. So oh, I think it was the the internet with uh, MP3 uh, sharing app, apps. I don't know how they the, the name. Yeah. So it was it was hard. So uh, also on a on a big period period of time, I was using uh, uh, tapes you know nice yes i have a friend uh, he had a big uh, record uh, collection of tapes and he gave me the tapes i also listen a lot and after that after the internet uh, is coming uh, greater in romania i i continue to to search and use uh, mp3 uh, mp3s I know here in America, I want to say um, probably 2004, 2006, I'd say is when the internet file sharing and everything really became a big, a big difference between where you had to go locally to be able to then get, go online to LimeWire or Napster or all those things where they really became not only available, but internet speeds also kicked up. Is that about the same time frame for Romania or were you guys ahead or behind us with that? I think uh, now we we are good with the internet. We have a, a very good internet connection. But back in the days, we have we call it dial-up. I don't know. We have a modem back in the in the PC, and with the with the phone wire, we have to connect that modem, and it was very slow and very expensive. So yeah, the guys, I the guys who, who 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 can access the, the guys who can access the the good internet. They have download downloading a lot of uh, albums and songs, and they make bootlegs and they give copies and they sell copies and things like that. Yeah, that's a very prominent thing um, where I'm from as well. Uh, here, legally, that's not at all um, accepted. I know at different cultures, you know, like the Chinese, they don't really care at all about copyrights. What's that like in Romania, being a DJ, being somebody that makes a living from sampling and things like that? How are the copyrights? Over in Romania, in the in the years that come, the the law are bigger now, and we have to to obey them. So we, we try to also to respect the artist. So now with the iTunes and with the, all that services, uh, with streaming and with uh, a lot of uh, artists who they release their music on Bandcamp, and we can. We know we can make for sure if we pay them that albums and that songs, the money goes strict to them. So I I I try to make it possible to use all that legal music. Right. But it it was times when we have to <laughs> use the sharing. You just have to make it work sometimes, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and speaking of sampling and, you know, going about the proper channels, that's actually how this whole interview started was um, I've heard of you through Ken Archie. Um, shout out to Ken Archie. I'm sure shout he's going to be watching this one. Um, but through going through him, you know, you have a couple songs with him, but Shining ended up getting me to Thank God It's Monday. And I was walking the dog one day, man, and I was just walking and I was like, this is the perfect beat, the perfect melody, the perfect intro. And so I was like, oh, I got I to gotta ask him if I could kind of play with this a little bit, like knowing I couldn't do anything like you could with, you know, the, the musical end of it. But I was like, I, I love this sound. And as I was researching you more after you said you'd get on the podcast, I found your podcast and found out that you have the best intro song in the world. And I was like, great minds think alike, but there's no way I could even think of using Thank God It's Monday for an intro. You killed it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. <laughs>
Um, and how about podcasting? Podcasting, I've just recently got into it about a few months ago, um, and I'm loving it. I'm growing every week, growing every month. What's the podcast scene like in Romania? Because I know that you recently started one in the last. Yeah, year. I, I started so? one. I started one la- last year, but I I'm slow with the the episodes. I don't have so many episodes. Uh, I I think I am I'm on the seven uh, episode. Uh, but it's it's a new thing. It's a challenge for me to learn something new and to to connect with to connect with people like you to Absolutely. have interviews and to to discuss uh, discuss things. Uh, it's it's still uh, at the beginning in Romania this thing because because people they used to uh, watch things on YouTube. They want the video thing. Mm-hmm. But I I try to tell them okay. But when you are driving and when you are jogging, you have to use the headphones. And so I don't know where it's going here, but I I will do it when I feel it and how I feel it. And it's no pressure for me. It's a it's to have fun and to connect with people and to learn something new and maybe to give something value to the people who follows me, so so they can find new new content from me in other aspects other, rather than music and what I do usually. Absolutely. And and you touched on another thing. I mean, that's the whole theory behind my podcast is helping other people tell their stories so that you, like you said, you do great work. So let's tell more people about you. And then you also not only um, can you bring in the entertainment fact of, hey, we got a really cool DJ on the show, but he's also able to humble himself and say, this is what I started at and this is what I've learned and let me try to help you to help you grow and I'm, I'm very appreciative that you being able to share your platform with our platform like you said it's just a collaborative effort and like you said Romanians love YouTube which explains why you have such a great YouTube following but what we're doing here is recording the same thing that you would record just in a, a telephone call with a lot of shows but by having the video then I could take this I could chop it I could you know put your music behind it or you know put graphics behind it to put promote your album to then get to the Romanians that like the YouTube, the, the Americans that like YouTube, but also capture everybody. Like you said, you can't watch the screen all day, so let's put it in every form. If you're watching it on YouTube and you gotta go, it's an audio form, so you can just pick up right where you left off and go that way. It's amazing how you can reach people with podcasts. Yeah. Also, I, I listen a lot of podcasts from from the US, from a lot of uh, uh, public figures. Uh, and it's, I think it's very, uh, very educative. I don't know, entertainment with education, you know. And absolutely, I, I learn a lot of things from from that podcast. So I think it's a good thing to promote. What are your? You said that you listen to a lot of both Romanian and American. If you had to give your top three podcasts that you listen to, what would they be? I listen to a lot of uh, Tony Robbins, the personal development mm-hmm. guy. I, I, I listened a lot of, uh, I think, um, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V. Yes. From Romania, I think uh, there are two, two podcasts. I don't, I don't remember the, the name now from the... It's also, it's a big, it's a small thing with podcasts in Romania. They are not so... They mm. are not so... A lot of uh, people doing podcasts. So I listen a lot from, from the U.S., well, since not too so, many Romanians are doing it, you are doing it. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit more? I know you only have a few episodes, but what can you tell us about your your podcast? It's called Street Talk, right? Uh, no, it's called um, uh, Street Smart Show. Street Smarts. I was close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's about uh, I think it's about creativity and uh, how people work on day. I I started uh, doing interviews with artists, when hip hop artists and other. Uh, creative people like designers and so I I try to to look out how they how they make music how they think their their art and they promote it and all kind of this stuff so and other topics like new music and new books or movies or things like that mm-hmm. it's, so it's a free discussion I have some I have a structure with uh, some questions but it's a free it's a free discussion. I'm so glad you said that because it sounds like every bit of uh, video and audio that we capture here today, I'm just going to send directly to you and you could have your own episode 
um, in, in its entirety because you essentially said the same things that I'm trying to do here. I have a musical special that you're going to be on. I have an author showcase. I have a general creator showcase. The people that are just doing their things with their hands. Like after I talk to you, I'm going to hop back on the road and go to see Twisted Willow Fabrications and see a small uh, time uh, metal fabricator and see how he does the process and see how he goes from a big sheet of metal and turn that into a beautiful door handle or anything that somebody once made. So it's the ability to create with those creators and give them the platform and show them everything. It's my friend uh, Five Boys from 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 here from Romania. Thanks for joining the show, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with your podcast, um, how do you find your guests? I started with uh, the people I I know from the the hip hop scene. You know, I I'm I'm. Uh, I was collaborate a lot to, with a lot of artists from from the, that scene, and I I started with them. I don't know what I I I will do when I I finish the the list with the artists I know. Maybe I have to call calling some other people's other creative people. But I started with I, uh, the people I know. Uh, I already know, and I have their they trust their. Mm -hmm. Have you thought of, um, it sounds like you've got like a nice conversational show. Have you thought about doing any episodes um, kind of just you kind of just teaching the techniques of DJing or kind of just giving that whole just strictly educational piece? I, I think it's a little hard on, on just on audio to do that. I, I also have some video tutorials on our DJ school website, so I don't want to to make it hard to, to, for some, someone to learn DJing just hearing me talking about DJing. So gotcha. I also I, I also did a, a video tutorial where I explain in details the movements, the things, the software, the uh, turntables, the mixers, all that things. Gotcha. Um, and let's go a little bit deeper into the DJing. Um, being, you're extremely humble. You're not giving yourself nearly enough credit for. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned other other DJs in Romania and elsewhere that are kind of killing it. But you um, tell us about the Red Bull Championships. How, how did you get into that and those type of things? It was a thing in 2013 when uh, it was open the they opened the wild card card the uh, wild card um, comp I don't know how to competition uh, competition. It was for the countries they don't uh, hold the local uh, championship. So it was this online battle, let's say, it, with uh, 15 countries, I think. So I make uh, about 15 minutes uh, mix. I put it on Mixcloud and, they, uh, and after that I send it to them. After that, they, the, uh, the public vote for this kind of uh, uh, competition. And after the 15 countries, they select three, and from that country, from that three countries, they selected Romania. And after that, I was go to I I go to Toronto and mm -hmm. participate in the competition there. In, I and and what, what was that environment like? Like to me, that seems like it's just going to be like the ultimate party. Like there's no better place to be than every top DJ in the world, all being in Toronto. Was were there a lot of uh, like extra festivities apart from the competition, or what was that whole whole experience like for you? The whole experience, the thing, the competition, it, it was taking part in multiple days because uh, the big final was uh, I think on the end of the week and in other days there were uh, small finals and I I was uh, I was picked in the day with uh, uh, SK83 from Germany uh, Shintaro from um, uh, Japan and uh, one other guy from Croatia I don't know remember his name it, so it was a big challenge for me because their, their guys are up, are, they are very good and they are very strong. So, But for me, it was a challenge to overcome my my doubts and my fears and to try to be better for me. So it was, it was 10 days of wow things. Uh, with, uh, in the jury was uh, Jam Master, uh, was uh, Jazzy Jeff 
Nice. So I was listening Jazzy Jeff back in the days when I it was a show with Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. And also with the albums with Will Smith, the Fresh Prince. And I was wow, Jazzy Jeff. I was looking up to him, and now he's in the jury. It was it was overwhelming for me in some kind of, but it was nice also in, in other things. So I think it, it was a thing to open my eyes and uh, this whole experience with uh, with Red Bull Freestyle was to um, step it up another level with my vision, and with my skills, and with all that thing. And so when I come back in Romania. I had a, a, a drive to, to make things better and to learn and to be and to practice more and to be uh, better as a, in the last years. So I don't have to stay in a, in pla in a plateau. So I have to, to raise the level a bit. And with raising the level, I mean, you're in a world-class competition, but to me, it kind of seems like um, in your craft and your your personality that you're more um, in, almost in competition with yourself than any of the other DJs just trying to see what peak creativity that you could put out opposed to what everybody else is doing is that accurate yeah yeah I also focus on uh, here in Romania the, the battle scene is not like in the in the state like in other countries uh, I think we are uh, 10 DJs, the scratch DJs, and we don't have that culture to battle. To so I, I think I was focusing on, on on production and making songs with MCs and other DJs, and that that drive that I get from Toronto was uh, helping me to make that album in 2015, uh, Crown of Life which the song with uh, Kent is from that album right so all that energy all that good vibe I was putting in that song and in other projects I was doing at the time you hit on the word good vibe and that that album is exactly what I would say it's all good vibes like there's nothing but positivity and I mean being somebody that can't understand like 90% of it like we still make it through probably three-fourths of the songs because we don't know what the words mean, but everybody that you have on your songs, they carry the beat, they carry a nice rhythm, and it's just all uplifting. It's all a good vibe. Um, it, it makes you just try to figure out, like, we got to listen to this a thousand times to figure out what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you pick who's going to be on your tracks? It's it's a organic thing. It's not. I, I make some beats, and after that, I I go and. I call people or I bring them to the studio and I say, okay, this is the beat I made. What do you think? What do you like? And what do you, how you feel it? And what inspires you? And after that, they, they, they start writing and they start making verses and things. And it's organic. I don't have a big strategy. Also, it's with people I know and with with friends or people I know they are passionate about hip hop like me. And it's not, maybe uh, it's not a big thing. It's natural. Yeah, and I think that's how you're capturing such good vibes. You're not trying to force a sound. You're not trying to force a hook. You're trying to just it really like. What you're saying, it really, as somebody that's only listened to the music, not been a part of your actual process, like your process is coming through in the music, absolutely. Because every person that's on there, you could tell they're relaxed, you could tell they're in their zone, and your beats, you, you blend everything so well. And, and I mean, between the scratching of mixing in something else or just like the melodic tones, like it's all good vibes, like you just, just hashtag good vibes. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Also, because it's independent uh, album, we don't have pressure to make. It's a thing that we do for fun, and we don't have a pressure to make a single or to make. We want we want to make music that it's that a lot of people are listening or something like that. But we are we don't have the pressure like if we are on a big label or something to oh you have to make this or you have to catch that trend. Why? Why doesn't you use the auto-tune or that 808 or that thing or that sound that everybody is mm -hmm. using? And maybe that it's more organic and naturally, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
that's how you stand out. You know what I mean? Doing the doing the auto tune or doing the 808 that's popular now, that's cool, but how long is that going to be popular? If you're forcing it, people are going to be like that's not that's not natural. And going with that organic feel, it, it allows you to not only maybe do good right now, but it gives you that longevity, I feel. Yeah, I feel the same. <laughs> and speaking of longevity, what are you doing to monetize your creativity? I mean, I'm presuming you're doing shows. I know you have albums out for sale everywhere. Um, how can somebody that wants to be an aspiring DJ uh, monetize their craft? It's it's a bit uh, tricky with this uh, this niche and this uh, gen genre here in Romania. But uh, in in big picture i was uh, i was uh, helping uh, a lot of other artists to to record and to make uh, music so i use the studio and sell my services as a producer and as an engineer or as uh, a dj who goes with them in concerts and to make live shows so this was the main main revenue for me as an artist also, I was in a period of, of time. I was resident uh, in a club. I was uh, uh, mixing uh, Fridays and Saturdays uh, music there. But it's like it's for me as an artist is like a very close thing. It's just for the money and not also for the, the fun of it. So I I get rid of that uh, thing of revenue. So the That's thing is. Maybe with uh, production skills and uh, maybe with uh, engineering and recording and things like that. And the physical presence and the physical performance. You go with the bands and you go with other artists who they, they need the DJs and they need the, someone who make the show together and blend the, the songs and, you know, two turntable turn and the mic. This has the, the, the thing. So, and, uh, also, I have uh, in the years that come, I have the, this thing, the DJ that wrote the, the DJ school, where I teach people how to scratch, how to mix, and how to to build a DJ set and how to be a DJ. So, this is another thing that I do for living, like like this. I also do workshops and I do things at the festivals for other brands who want to make uh, an interactive uh, gathering with people, with music and so we bring together people around music and around DJing and scratching and mixing and all kinds of this. That, that's a beautiful thing and that's such a good segue because I, I, I want to pick your brain a little bit. Um, I'm not a DJ. I like to play around with GarageBand, you know, doing my editing for my podcast and kind of just taking clips and things, but not at all a DJ. But for those that do want to get into being a DJ um, and they don't have a lot of money, they don't have a lot of resources, they don't have their own studio, what would be the first most valuable piece that they could get to start being able to produce on their own or engineer on their own? I think it's much easier now with with a laptop and I, there are a lot of free apps app and the software you can do a lot of uh, music with them so that there is no limit with that i think production and djing work uh, better uh, good together so if you learn to dj and learn to uh, make music it helps one another so if you can start in, in parallel to to work on that uh, on on these skills it's 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 great and you learn a lot i think uh, i don't know to, to make uh, to to start and to make beats that that's the first thing they can learn there are uh, there is a lot of uh, tutorial on youtube and other sites uh, free free of charge when you can learn to use that uh, software to make beats and to to start to making your own songs i think from that point they can can start so they have to to get a program or audio program and to watch some tutorials and from there it's it's all about the, their imagination and their creativity i think I, that's a really good point to be able to 
have a basic understanding of how to use tools, but not be overly reliant on them, but just be able to be comfortable and express what it is that you want to make. Is sounds like what you're saying, right? Yeah, exactly. And as uh, you said that you started out um, being able to produce in your studio, how did you put together? Is it looks like you're in a studio now? Is that just in a room in your house? Is that in a building? Where is your studio at? Uh, my studio is uh, my studio is in a, in a building that is uh, full of music uh, people and uh, a record and uh, uh, DJ record uh, store and uh, all 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 the people from from this building are with music on, on some levels. Yeah. Uh, I I here I was uh, moving uh, soon here because I, I my old studio was in the back uh, the basement of my house so i was in the 15 years in the back i was uh, in that studio now from the last year i was moving here it's not already uh, acoustic uh, how to say uh, uh, ready but it's it's a good uh, it's a ah you got a little bit of everything there Nice. Yeah, you, I mean you're you're fully ready to go. Yeah. Where did your sound go though? I lost your sound. Hold on a sec. There, are you back? Where did your sound go? There we go. Now you're okay. back. Okay. Okay. So, uh, a lot a lot of things you do in the box how they say it you know with the, the laptop this is the this is the days we are living so and you your 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 quick tour kind of gave me the the answer i was going to ask are you a lap are you a mac or a pc user and i, I saw a nice little macbook there yeah 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 i'm i'm a i'm a mac guy i <laughs> i i i think i i think it's 10 years i don't use uh, windows so i'm very happy with uh, this system Gotcha. You don't have to hold the mic up anymore. Was, once you plugged it back in, everything was good. It was like as soon as you turned, I was like, "Oh no!" Because I did something in the background. I was like, "I hope I didn't turn it off." <laughs> um, so with the Mac, um, you, you mentioned that you uh, that there's a lot of different apps and things. Is there one particular or a couple particular apps um, that you recommend other than like a GarageBand? Are you do you like the Fruity Loops or I mean the FL Studios? What is your go-to for making a beat? I use uh, Akai, and Akai they they have also the standalone uh, samplers, but also they have the control controller and the software uh, instruments. So the Akai soft uh, it's, it's it's a good one I think because it's very it's very powerful. It has the background of all the MPC classic MPC uh, drum machine. A lot of hip hop heads and producers use uh, Akai, so Akai, I think it's a it's a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I recommend uh, Logic. It's a it's a right. it's a DAO DAW. I don't. It's a la la layering uh, uh, software. When you, it's like Garage Band, but it's the pro version. Yeah, it's it's, it's for uh, the people that actually are musicians. I like to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, free uh, software. I don't know. One one of them is Audacity. Audacity. It's a free software. Uh, there are a lot of uh, online uh, tools now. I don't remember the name right now, but if we can do it in the comments later or something like that, you can make uh, music uh, online with some libraries and some sounds already on the cloud in the cloud on that uh, website. So the possibilities are unlimited right now with the technology. You can you can make music. There are a lot of uh, free apps on the iPhones to to make beats. So just just find one and start creating. Yeah, I think the same, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, and and let's go a little bit more into the hardware and the tech since you did show off a little bit more of your stuff. Um, microphones are something that I like to talk to every musician about. What? Um, what type of microphones do you like when you're recording? Is there a particular brand or style, or what can somebody use to get a very professional uh, audio clear quality? I, I the the mic in the back here is a Rode. 
road. Uh, it's a it's a brand from Australia, and it, they they are doing very good mics. They have also the low uh, the, ent the entry level mics that that are good but not 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 so expensive. And also they have the the big uh, models with a lot of characteristics and a lot of uh, good uh, price. Let's say. So Rode, it's it's a good uh, it's a good uh, brand to start with because uh, they they hold it for quality and I use it I think from 2006 or something I have this mic and it's very good that it's also uh, Sure I I use Sure uh, M uh, Beta Beta 52 I think. I got a short microphone over here. I just got this about a week, a couple weeks ago. Um, it's pretty cool. It's the MV88, I think. Okay. Um, it, has, for, it, for, it has a lightning port so that I could plug right directly into my iPhone um, for when I'm doing an interview or something so that I could have it. It's a multi-directional. You can kind of bend it and things like that. So it, do, it does a pretty decent job of picking it up. Uh, the only thing that I don't like about the MV88 is that it's pretty much useless unless you're using it with the Shure software. Um, they have a, a, a compressor software or some sort of um, whatever it does in the background, which to me, I think the software does more than the actual mic, but it, it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, talking about the old uh, Shure, the, the classic with the power cord, you know, and... right. But th this this new technology, it's it's also good if they want to use it with their phone because it's it's easier to to connect and to start recording. So yeah, like personally, I like the one that I got just be for the ability to take it on the go. You know, like for for what you're doing, it makes a lot more sense just to have it, you know, a stationary thing. But for somebody that's kind of mobile and doing on the spot things or you know you pick up the you know maybe i just want to record a good voice note or i have an idea for an intro for the podcast or something and you want to get that good clean sound um is sound um one of our guests said that uh the worst thing you could do is add volume to things would you agree to that as an engineer as a producer that it's better just to make sure that you get a good clear original than trying to add things to the background afterwards I think it's if the, it's from the start like if you record the the sound the the voice it's recorded good you have to uh, make some editing some processing some I think it, if you know what you are doing it's it's I think it's it's mandatory to to do that to normalize to compress that thing to mm -hmm. execute that thing because uh, I think the also the the quality when you just recording and you don't uh, process that sound, it's uh, it's low and it's not uh, very good. To, I don't know the dynamics. It's it's right. It's not very good. So I think it, if you know what what you are doing, it's it's okay to 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 process that sound. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing how like I'm used to working with uh, visuals. Like I do a lot with Photoshop and a lot with visual creation where I'm just now trying to get out of my comfort zone and do more with the audio, audio and the video and things like that. And video, you got a lot of leniency, but audio, like to me, what I've learned in the little bit that I've been really trying to get better at editing it, there's such wiggle room of like, you did a good job to where you just ruined what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like you're trying to like remove a background noise or something, then it adds a whole bunch of ping to something else where it's just one of those, it's 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 very, the more I play with it, I'm more impressed by what, how you guys are able to be in a studio and get the pure sound out of everything. Um, so whatever you're yeah. doing, keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, a segment I want to try on you, you're going to be the second one on this one. Ken Archie, our mutual buddy, uh, was the first one. Uh, it's called Name Dropping. I'm going to just give you a couple of names of people you've worked with or people that you're tied to online and give me either your just first instinct word or if you had a quick good story that comes up with them or maybe how how the song came to make that people might not know about the songs. Um, let's go that route. Okay. Um, this will be fun for me because I don't know a lot of the people. So kind of your impression of them is going to send me directly for the rest of the road trip to be like, oh, we got to go check out Kegula or somebody like that, you know? So let's start um, with Ken Archie.
I came back to the land, speaking Romanian, hair down to my chin. How did, how did you meet him? What do you think about him? I met him here in Romania. It, it has, uh, I think, in 2014 or something. With his band from here, uh, the bridge committee, you know, with uh -huh. Jazz Opt. Yep. The Jazz Opt, it's a Romanian rapper, and they sing together. They have a, a band together. I think at one of their shows or something. So when I was working on my album, I I I remember Ken from from that show, and I was, I was thinking, oh, I can show some bits with for kent and maybe they we can make something together and i send in him i think three bits or two bits and the one with the song was wow I where i live so you know i'm grinding man it's crazy where i live so you know i'm grinding trying to finesse all of this shit until it's perfect timing yeah you know i'm grinding yeah you know i'm grinding was very happy with that and that the, the song was was tight i also li like it a lot i i i was talking about shining because the other the other song at the end of the album with uh, dj antenna that that was his idea gotcha that uh, up tempo um, melody and up tempo instrumental yeah, the uh, at, at our house, Shining makes everybody just bounce. My fiance, she's giggling, she's giggling over here. She, as soon as I played it, she's like, "Oh, that's good." And then she heard Ken Archie come on. She's like, "Oh, is that him?" I was like, "No, this is DJ Undo's song. It's just one of you know that that he's done." Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of the cleanest songs on your discography. Maybe I might be biased because I could actually understand the whole song. But <laughs> like, like you said, that rhythm, the vibe, I mean, like whatever you guys had going on in that studio that day was just right. And, and I, he's taught us all about the different ways to get in and out of Romania and a couple of different <laughs> places on the last episode. So <laughs> that he knows the ways in and out of your countries. Um, can Archie get back there and make a whole album with them? Because it yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's move on. Um, the next name, let's go to who is Bitza? B I T Z A. Bitza, it's it's a it's a, a R&B soul hip hop artist. Uh, I also know him from uh, uh, you know with uh, there is a big uh, uh, troop here, Paraziti. You know Paraziti. I don't think I know that one. It's, it's a big it's a big um, it's a big band here. And they have have a label to those HMA records, and Bitza it's it's from their labels, and it's it's a it's a it's a good artist who I, I don't know what he's doing these days, but back in the days I was working with a lot of, with him, and I like a lot what he's doing, and I hope he's going to do more music in the future. Um, and then the last one on here, um, the easiest one to pronounce, who is Butch? Butch. Butch is, is uh, one of my uh, band colleagues. Colleague, like, uh, we have a band in 2008, Daga. We have an album together. And also was my associate in, my, in our first hip-hop independent label, Hades Records. With Hades Records, we, we, we have made a lot of shows and a lot of independent uh, artists release and albums. And we bring a lot of uh, artists from, from outside here in Romania. And Butch was one of the, the founders of Hades Records and a good friend of mine. Nice. Also, also, also good, a good poet. I think it, it's one of the best uh, people who I know who make very good uh, rhymes and very, very profound and very uh, i don't know how to call goosebumps <laughs> nice and we're talking about your albums um i love the title of ain't fast food music i love the cover art i love all of it how, what is fast food music if that ain't fast food music it, it, it's a concept for in my head i think because back also in these days and back in the days when this that album was made in 2011 a lot of music was made just like this. A lot of 
uh, radios and TVs and a lot of artists that they are making music, but they are don't. I think they don't put their soul on it. It's just products like releasing music and okay, let's get mm -hmm. over. So it's like fast food music. It's like uh, it's like food, fast food, uh, food from restaurants who are ready to eat, but they are not so healthy. Mm -hmm. So this is my concept with uh, and fast food mu music. So it's not music that it's fast and that it's uh, unhealthy. I, I think it's more healthy a way to see the music and not uh, giving uh, fast uh, aspect or something. Just so we've learned that your music is not a hamburger. You are more of a, a nice Caesar salad with a chicken wrap type of music. Yep, yep, that's um, right. Since I, I am a fat ass, let's talk a bit about food. Well, what's food like in Romania? It's good and it's bad. Depends where you make your groceries. Nice. Like, what would be like a typical Romanian dish? Typical main dish from Romania: <laughs> French fries with uh, some. Uh, it's not very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you think that, that go ahead go ahead go ahead um with with the whole I, I'd make the joke about the, the burgers and stuff but with the ain't fast food music um it's essentially just a creative way of saying this is quality not quantity we put this together for you not just to sell it to you kind of is that, yeah. is that the vibe that's you're going that, for with that? That, that, that that's that's the thing yeah <laughs> gotcha you gotta, gotta throw some humor in there a little bit um <laughs> So with an album, um, I know that you're using, you're pulling from your friends and things like that. You're also making all the beats and doing uh, all the stuff yourself. How long does a typical album take for you to put out from start to finish? Or you kind of just, once you know you have enough songs, you put them together? D depends on, on, on this album from 2015. I think I was working a, a year, a year, a year or a year and a half, something like that. And also, I have some some songs uh, uh, beginning. Uh, there was, I think, three or four songs that, that I have on my computer. So I, when I start the the process of working on album, I was okay. I take that four uh, songs that I have and make another, maybe four and six and seven. Uh, how much? How many inspiration I I got? So. Depends on the the album from 2011, the fast food music. I think I was working three years or something. But I was I was lazy in some kind. I I don't have to. I don't want to to put a record out quick. So it takes. I don't know. I think you can make an album in six months. Depends how. Depends very much on the um, artist you you bring on the album. If just the album, it, you you are the only performing artist on that album. Okay, you can make it. In, I think in one week or something. But when you work with uh, other artists, you have to catch them and wait for them and to make the lyrics and to come come back to the studio and make the the voices and all that things. And it's a longer process. But Absolutely. I think in one year, I think in one year you can make a an album, a great album, if you are focused and working every day. Just I think one one verse a day you can make a, an album in one year. Yeah, I mean it's like anything else. It's just you know small steps in a consistent direction take you to where you're trying to go, right? Yeah, exactly. And the best area that I really want to touch on is something that um, I'm, I'm looking at you as kind of an expert on. Your YouTube following, your Facebook following, every following that you have social media is, is great. What is it? Is it just the quality of what you're putting out you think that is keeping that big of fans? Or is, are there any marketing hacks that you're doing? Uh, do you hear me? It's a little glitchy for me. Okay. Very good. Uh, I don't think I have a big following uh, except the the Facebook page I think and that uh, I think it's uh, it's uh, because of the fact that I was in the last 
I don't know, 19 years of making music. I, I did a lot of albums, a lot of collaborations, and my name was out there with hip-hop heads and with people and a lot of shows. And I think that was the, the, the thing, I, I think. On, I was trying to, to, to make quality content, so I was always I, I was focusing, focusing on, on quality and good things and details and all that things. Excellent. That's I exactly a, what I, I love to hear. You, I don't have a, a hack or something. It's quality over time, I think, and perseverance and not giving up, not never give up, you know, that saying. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I mean, that people don't think of that as a hack because it took 20 years. Um, but that's a really good thing to highlight is that, you know, I mean, you're a young guy, but you've been doing it from an early age. So you have a 20 year catalog that it's not just like, you know, you put out a couple of two, two or three albums and, you know, just let them sit there. And next thing you know, you had 45,000 fans or whatever. You know, I mean, it's that every day for 20 years, you've been getting better at your craft and focusing on putting out quality. And people took notice to that. And that's what makes your videos have, you know, a thousand shares on a, on a song or see people's nobody could do what you do with your hands so you're like oh wow i gotta show all my friends about that you know <laughs> yeah that's um, right. and for the quality um somebody that is in the music industry you have some of the best dj videos that i've seen of kind of just like the nice vibe of people going around with the camera and you know just getting you doing your thing do you direct that or do you have camera friends that kind of do those things how do you get such I have, camera, I have camera friends. I think one of the videos, if you see on my, on my uh, Facebook page, is made uh, by my friend uh, Fibo. You saw him late. And uh, I have friends that are good at these things. So when I need them, I ask them to make, to give me a hand to help me with this because I know they are good at these things. So. Absolutely. It's, it's very important to 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 let some someone else who is very good at that thing and to to direct that and to use their creativity and their imagination to to bring something good out of it. And and connections like that, it seems like you kind of probably kind of scratch their back too, and they need a little bit of a music sample for a film or something like that. They probably come back to you because you guys have that nice bond and relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And let's kind of um, start wrapping things down as somebody that do you have any new projects coming out? Like be, me being a fan, like, is there anything new that I, like, I'm going to see popping out yeah. soon? And I'm like, oh, boy, I, I was taking a break from, I think, 2000. I don't. Yeah, from 2017, I was doing an album with my my man uh, Omu Gnom. It's a it's very good uh, MC from the underground from here. Hrana, it's the name of the album. I don't know how to spell it in English. So after that, I was doing also uh, an, an EP uh, of six or seven songs. And now I'm working uh, with uh, with a good friend of mine who is from uh, from a band, uh, from a rock band, from an alternative uh, rock band. And we are trying to do some, I don't know, uh, fusion with hip-hop and alternative and rock and songwriting and guitars and things like that. Nice. Catalin, Catalin from Coma. Coma is a well-known band from Romania. So I work with him on this project. And also I work on my another album with MCs and DJs. So you got your so, hands in like 18 different pots and something. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, an another, you, you talked about the fusion and things, um, and when I talked with Ken Archie, it's, uh, I believe they were from Bulgaria, but uh, tr Roulette, Trulette, or is it, might have flipped that, do you know them? Uh, I think they're from Romania. Are they from Romania? Yeah, they're um, from Romania, yeah, also very, very talented uh, artists. And they're yeah, doing the, good things. The sound that you were kind of describing on that one, like that fusion alternative, like the little bit I've, I've heard about, probably half of their stuff, I think. And it's really interesting, like how they kind of fuse all those different sounds, like you were saying, which from, again, I've only got about a week's worth of uh, Romanian hip hop knowledge just ever since I, I, we said this, I, I really try to go in and learn as much as I can. But it seems like 
um, you've mentioned it uh, quite a few times in this interview that the American hip hop influences are really, really strong in the Romanian um, hip hop culture. What hip hop, what American hip hop right now is really big in in uh, Romania? We talk about mainstream or about uh, underground? Um, give me two mainstream, two underground. I don't know. I think Migos is uh, it's all over the radio, I think, or TV or something. And mm. maybe Drake and okay. Uh, okay. And underground, I don't know. Underground are a lot of artists. People, people are listening a lot of underground artists from the States. And uh, still on the States, States mentality, as somebody that scratches and samples is I've heard tons and tons of old hip hop scratched with every DJ that scratches. Is there something about that old sound that just isn't in the new sound that just makes it more usable, if, if that's the word? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's the the nostalgia. Maybe it's the I don't know. Maybe it's just the things the things are sounding are sounding real or they are not sounding the same in the if you use only 808 and all that sound or that synthetic sound with no sampling and with no scratches it sounds the same and maybe the scratch djs prefer the the, the organic stuff the the sampling the, the the jazz the funk the funky stuff the the real stuff with soul when with uh, I don't know with presence. I, I, I fully get what you mean. Like it's same with it makes sense again with how how you're using it. Like it'll be a, a nice hip hop beat, and then you'll get like some type of ethnic horn, and then you go into like some 1960s funky jazz. You know, like you kind of get that whole thing going in there, and it, it really it you find a way to blend it, which is awesome. But that's where I was kind of wondering, like you don't hear anybody really doing that much of that with. You know, like Amigo song. Like I wasn't sure if it was just like the way it makes sense. Uh, uh, like Dr. Dre beat, you know, more feel than, uh, like you're saying, like the 808s or something like that. So it makes sense now that you put it out there. Yeah. Um, and the last question that I got as far as music, um, and the whole time that I listened to you do your thing and you're pushing all these buttons, what is it like in the brain of a DJ? when you hear music are you in, when you hear a new song are you instantly like oh i know a place i can scratch that into or how does that work in your brain uh, there, there are some some songs that are, that are inspiring me so i when i hear a song uh, an instrumental version let's say I, I i feel like oh that's a nice part to make some freestyle scratches or something like that or uh, there are sometimes when uh, it's inspiring in sense of oh that sound he used that sound that producer he used that sound in this way oh nice what uh, interesting way to use that sound or things like that but also i also try to to enjoy music without uh, the mind of a dj or the mind of a producer just to enjoy music with the the vibe and the the lyrics and the the the, the things that the artists want to to transmit to to spread so Excellent. i don't know i think i i switch between the producer and the dj guy and the everyday listening guy who enjoys music and wants to to feel good i, I also want to 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 listen music to to change my state when i'm not very happy and or, or i not very motivated or things like that I, I put some music to, to uplift my state, to change my state. Absolutely. And how I like to end every interview, I think I gave you a heads up, is what I call the digital soapbox, where you get 30 seconds to a minute to just look at the camera and tell the fans anything that you want, direct them to anywhere you want them to go. Just you get to end the interview however you want to end it, whenever you're ready. I don't know, man. I think one of the best things I can tell to the people is to to listen to their hearts and to make the what they want to make in life to to be happy and to to enjoy life with people and with friends and try to not make compromises, compromise and to do things just for the money and just for the other exterior material things with the price of their soul. I think so. 
that's my my thing excellent that, that's the the kindest way that i think anybody's ever left the show so i'll do it for you go check him out on youtube soundcloud all the places that you can find music itunes spotify he's everywhere he's amazing and he's getting better every day um i want to thank you personally um just for taking the time i mean you gave me an hour of your time i greatly appreciate that um once once we hang up with this i'll download the download all the footage i'll get that to you um and as all the links come out of different things um the idea is each one of those questions is kind of going to come out as a segment with some little scratches or something behind it um, kind of just saying, hey, check out check out this interview I did, check out the music, um, and just try to send as many people at, towards your positivity and towards your high-quality process as possible is, the, is my goal. And if there's anything that I can do to help you in the future, any, any promotions or anything that you need spread, I mean, if you want to come do a show in Cleveland, l- let me know. We'll help you, help you promote it. Um, Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Excellent. And if they're touch, and like I said, thank you so much for your time. And um, Thank you. Be on the lookout later. Like I said, as soon as I close the laptop, I'm headed to do another like 200 miles. We got two more tapes to do today. And uh, we have have, uh, the the Romanian DJ right now. Then we're going with the Fabricator. Then we're going into a folk musician. Um, If you were to do a folk album, let's get this last as a question. Who, like, could you do a folk album? Could you do any genre? I don't know. I think in the spirit of the concept, I think I, I, I can do a, a folk album, but in the, I don't know to sing on the guitar or something like that. If I, I associate the folk music with the, with with the, the banjo guitar. and the harmonica. Yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, I think that like if you could make a gangster like rap mixed with like a folk vocal, that would be that would kill the game. <laughs> Excellent. But you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Big up. Thanks. Yep, thank Ciao. you. It don't